brethren. It's good to be here again. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak. I'm hoping that soon Brother Given will be standing here preaching, and I will look forward to his sermons. Yes. Whenever I speak, you need to have a, a time at the next service so that I can refute my errors. Ah. And so I need a standing appointment to do this. I was uh, talking in my last sermon about the messenger of the covenant. Mm-hmm. And I made a statement that God had made a covenant with Adam. And I must confess that that is not in the text. Yeah. I was reading uh, Easton's Bible Dictionary, which led me to that conclusion. Uh-huh. And so I apologize for uh, jumping to conclusions that aren't in the Bible. And so I would say that God made, gave Adam a commandment yes. not to eat. Amen. And so Adam did mm-hmm. break God's commandment, and sin entered the world, and sin brought death upon every man and corruption of the entire world and the nature of every person who's ever been born since Adam, which leaves us in a terrible place. Now, covenant actually would be the way God deals with people in an attempt to to restore this terrible condition. It was God's way of dealing with mankind to get them to uh, back to the point where they would once again be in fellowship with him without sin. And so Adam had a commandment that he broke, but God used a covenant with Noah. You remember there was a rainbow that God made a covenant that it wouldn't rain and flood the earth anymore. And there was a covenant with Abraham, which was consist entirely of promises Uh that uh, Abraham didn't have anything to do with it. He was asleep, and God made promises to him, Mm -hmm. Uh, both uh, the sacrifice of Noah and Abram. It was a covenant instituted by a blood sacrifice. Now, Moses was given a covenant, and uh, I'd like to look at uh, Exodus chapter 24, verse 6. This is when uh, Moses was given the covenant, and he read for the people, and then he instituted the covenant. Is Exodus 24, verse 6. This is a, there was a sacrificing Burnt, and, burnt sacrifices. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read it in the audience of the people. And they said, All that the Lord has said we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant which the Lord hath made with you concerning all these words. So they promised to keep this covenant. And I'll tell you, uh, if you read in Deuteronomy, chapter 27, you'll come, this is towards the end of Moses' life. This is about the final sermon that Moses gave, I guess just about. And once again, uh, Moses called all the people together. Deuteronomy 27.1, Moses, with the elders of Israel, commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you this day. So they set up this uh, giant stones and plastered them and put on them these commandments so people would they'd be permanent for people to see and it started in Deuteronomy 28 now this covenant was with curse cursings and blessings blessings if you obey mm-hmm. and you read Deuteronomy 28 the first 13 verses and these are wonderful blessings yes, that's right. you'll be prosperous you'll be healthy you'll be 
You have a long life. You have all these great things. But then you get to verse 14, and you read to the end of the chapter, and these are the most horrendous curses. And these are curses from God upon his covenant people if they didn't keep the covenant. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't want any of these. We'll pick a verse at random. Verse 27, The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, and with the hemorrhoids, and with the scab, and with the itch, where thou cannot be healed. And the Lord shall smite thee with madness, and blindness, and astonishment of heart. I mean, these are horrible, bad health. Curses on your crops, curses on your family, curses on your marriage, curses on your house, and your wealth, and your life. And it, these curses are in effect. For everyone who claimed that they would keep this covenant and didn't. Which leaves us another horrible condition. We have the sin of, from Adam, and now we have God's covenant people who broke his covenant and left it behind, and now they're under this curse. Well, wouldn't it be great if this curse could be lifted? I mean, this is uh, horrible. I mean, great blessings, but it has to do with this life. Now we have... Uh, Joshua, who later confirmed this covenant with the people, Joshua chapter 24, verse 25. Verse 24 says, The people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Well, the different times... People had forsaken God's covenant. And so other people were raised up to restore people back into this covenant. In 2 Kings chapter 11, verse 17, we have the high priest Jehoiada who reinstituted this covenant with the people. 2 Kings eleven seventeen, And Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they should be the Lord's people between the king also and the people. So there were times when they would stop the temple worship or they would bring in idols or they would forsake the covenant or they'd sacrifice in the groves or kill their children. And God would raise someone up to restore the covenant. That King Hezekiah, the second Chronicles 29.10, the kings before him had uh, desecrated the temple and stopped the temple worship and shut up. And the, the and they, uh, Second Chronicles twenty nine verse ten. This is what Hezekiah said. Now it is in mine heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that His fierce wrath may turn away from us. And so once again, God raised up Hezekiah to restore the people back in the covenant. Later we have King Josiah in Second Kings twenty three. Verse 3. This is King Josiah. The king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and with all their soul to perform the words of this covenant which were written in the book. And all the people stood to the covenant. Well, later, you know, they ended up breaking the covenant anyway and they got taken to Babylon, and the temple got destroyed. Well, later, people were raised up to, uh, after the captivity was over, to bring the people back to the land and rebuild the temple. And we have 
Ezra, who was a priest, he dedicated the people back to worship of God, and uh, he was instrumental in getting the law prominently before the people and copying it. And he had them make a covenant with God. And in Nehemiah, also, Nehemiah chapter 9, And it was going to be a sure covenant. And all the people signed it. They sealed it. And uh, Nehemiah 10, 29. They all clave to their brethren, their nobles, and entered into a curse. And into an oath to walk in God's law, which was given by Moses, the servant of God. And to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord our God and his statutes, his judgments and his statutes. So my question to you is. And when we come to Malachi 3, 1, this is a. They have rebuilt the temple, but the people have forsaken God's covenant. They've forsaken the covenant of the the priests. They've forsaken the covenant of marriage. All these covenants they've forsaken. Now we have in Malachi 3.1, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. So is this messenger of the covenant, is he going to be somebody like Josiah or Hezekiah or... Joy, is he going to come and restore people back to worship and follow the covenant of Moses? Well, what would be, if he did, what would be the end result of that? They would forsake it and there would be a curse. And this curse would be perpetual and an awful, horrible curse from God because we didn't keep the covenant. So this covenant, this messenger of the covenant, he's not like Hezekiah. Yeah. or Ezra or Nehemiah restoring the people back to the worship of God in the right. covenant of M- Moses. Mm-hmm. Now the prophets have also foretold of a new covenant that was going to be made. And this new covenant was going to be a perpetual covenant. Yes. Uh, Jeremiah 50 verse 5. In Isaiah 55 verse th- 3 and 4 I really appreciate Brother Justin teaching today, preaching about the Jesus as the captain of our salvation. Amen. Well, here is the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, verse 55, verse 3. Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Amen. In verse 4, behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and a commander to the people. That is Jesus yeah. Our commander, our yeah. captain, yeah. he was given. Mm-hmm. Now, I had trouble understanding this about a year and a half, a little bit longer than that. Brother Given opened this up to me. Mm-hmm. And if you'll turn with me to uh, Isaiah 42. Now this is speaking in verse 1. Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect in whom my soul delighteth. I put my spirit upon him, he will bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. So this is not just limited only to people from the tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. Now go down to verse 6. I, the Lord, have called thee. He's speaking to his servant. I have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and keep thee 
and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in the darkness out of the prison house. This messenger of the covenant is not only going to bring the covenant, he is going to be the covenant. That was uh, amazing when I saw that for the first time. That he would be the covenant. Turn to Isaiah 49. Verse 8. Thus saith the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth to cause to inherit the desolate heritage. By the way, the word for salvation is the same word. It is... uh, the name of Jesus is, that's the name of salvation. Yeshua. We would, in English, we say Jesus, but this is in a day of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee. But notice the focus I will give thee for a covenant of the people. So, this messenger of the covenant, this new covenant, not the old covenant, uh-huh. when the old covenant, uh, it, it was passed away when the new covenant was instituted. When the messenger of the covenant came. I'm going to take you back to Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. And we've looked at the, the first messenger. I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. This is the, the Lord of hosts speaking, Jehovah. And the, the first messenger is going to prepare the way before him. And we found out that's John the Baptist. Now, we find out when we read in the, the Gospels... Who was the person that John the Baptist pointed people to? He pointed people to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the messenger of the covenant. Mm -hmm. But I want to point out, the Lord says, He shall prepare the way before me. So this messenger is not just just a, a man like Moses or David, or Noah. But he's God. Mm-hmm. Part of the Godhead. This is who the, the messenger of the covenant is. Yes. But I must point out, and so I was doing a word search here. If you have a strong concordance, and look up in Malachi 3.1, when they come to the word Lord the first time, I thought, surely that's going to be Adonai. You know, because that's the name of God, mm-hmm. Lord. I was astonished. It was not. It's the word Adon which is a generic word for Lord or Master or Owner. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's odd. Why would you have, we have the Lord of hosts, Jehovah, and I th- th- thought for sure, it proved my point that this messenger would be God. He would be Adonai, was Adon. It's the Lord. It's a word for someone who is an owner or a Lord or a Master. Well, let me tell you, brethren, I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. He's both God and man. He's part of the Godhead. But in this verse here, it points to the incarnation when God became a man. And this is in the Old Testament, pointing out that the messenger of the covenant would be both God and man. And that uh, was very interesting to me.
we have in uh, this everlasting covenant that's going to be set up. It's going to be a covenant of peace. It's going to be a covenant that can't be destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's a covenant that's based on uh, superior promises, the superior sacrifice, the superior mediator. Mm-hmm. The blessings of the old covenant were good blessings. I mean, you, you could, if you follow the covenant strictly, you'd be a wealthy person in good health and live a long life and have a lot of children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and people would rise up and call you blessed. But there was no promises that extended beyond this life. In the new covenant, we have promises, eternal promises, an inheritance that cannot be taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superior promises. The new covenant is based on a superior sacrifice. Yeah. Now, yeah. all these covenants in the, that we read about in the Old Testament, the one with Noah and the one with uh, Abram, and one with Moses. They all had a blood sacrifice, and the blood was sprinkled. It involved uh, a death of a sacrificial animal, essentially saying, if I break this promise, may you do to me what I just did to this animal. Now, if, if this new covenant depended on me keeping it, there's no way I could keep it. I don't have the ability to do that. I mean, I look at my life in the past and all the things I've done. I've already broken it. Even if I just right now entered into it at this very moment, if, I, if it was depending on me, I couldn't keep this mm-hmm. covenant. Mm-hmm. But this, let me tell you about a great thing about this new covenant. This is in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25. This is speaking of the new covenant. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, Mm -hmm. and from all your idols will I cleanse you. And a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit Mm -hmm. will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Brethren, this new new covenant is not dependent on me. The Spirit in me is dependent on Jesus. He is the covenant. Mm -hmm. Now, this covenant that was made was very, very difficult to accomplish. Mm -hmm. The uh, covenant took a lot of preparation. In fact, Mm -hmm. I would put to you that this covenant was made before God created the world. Now, there were things that had to be done Mm -hmm. as time passed. But this agreement between the Lord of hosts and the messenger of the covenant, mm-hmm. which is Jesus Christ at the time. Yeah. He, w- he wasn't Jesus Christ until he was born of a virgin. That's right. But he was, the Bible describes him as the word yes. of God. Mm-hmm. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we behold his glory as of the only begotten of the father. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the only begotten son of God. Yes. And it, was very, very difficult for this to happen. It was planned before the world was created. That's why we read of the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God had to prepare a body for Jesus. That's recorded in Hebrews chapter 10. And we read about in Luke chapter 1, description of the uh, 
Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, it says the Holy Ghost would overshadow Mary and she would conceive in her womb. And yes. That's the preparation of the body for Jesus. That was a very difficult, I mean, think of all the miracles that have to happen just for an average baby to be born. Yeah. But then you make the stipulation there's no human father. Yeah. Well, that didn't stop God. With God, nothing's impossible. Amen. When Jesus was on this earth, he, he did depend on his father. He mm-hmm. did what his father told him. He yes. said what he mm-hmm. sent him to say. He proclaimed the message. Mm-hmm. And when the father also, when he, uh, when the, the requirements of the messenger of the covenant were done, mm-hmm. then the father restored him back to his original glory that he had. Yeah. Now, the, we're talking this messenger of the covenant, part of the Godhead, co-equal with God, with all the glory, all the rights and privileges of God, but he gave that up. Mm-hmm. Let me read to you from Philippians chapter 2. Uh-huh. This is one of the most amazing passages you'll ever read. Yeah. Spe- this is speaking of the messenger of the covenant here. Mm-hmm. Philippians 2 verse 5, Let this mind be in you, yeah. which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Mm-hmm but made himself of no reputation Mm -hmm. and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. That is just amazing. The Father has given all things into his hand. Yes. He's given him all power. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself said in Matthew 28, he's given him all power in heaven and earth. Yes. He gave him a, a kingdom that cannot be shaken, an eternal dominion. We're talking about the messenger of the covenant. Yeah. When he fulfilled his end of the deal, God restored him. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. You take a sacrifice and you, you kill it and you slaughter it and drain its blood out. And then you bury it. Well, now, this sacrifice came back to life. But we're talking about Jesus Christ here, the messenger of the covenant, yeah. who was killed mm-hmm. to keep his end of the bargain mm-hmm. to fulfill this covenant. And God brought him back to life. Yeah. That's a, that's a miracle right there. Yes, amen. And we have the uh, obligation of the messenger of the covenant. He came to be obedient mm-hmm. to the Father, to, to do His will, to speak His words, and to, to be obedient in every respect, of every moment of everything. He didn't do anything for Himself. You can't find it one time where Jesus took a break and said, well, I'm going to go take a, I'm going to call in sick today, and I'm just going to go fishing. I'm going to go, you know, uh, let my hair down. Yeah, he, he, he did everything Amen. in obedience to God. Amen. And because he was obedient in every respect to every bit of God's law, he never broke it. He never sinned. That's right. There was no deceit in his mouth, no guile, no transgression. Mm-hmm. When he was killed, he was perfect and sinless. Yeah. Yes. 
He's the one that made it possible to take away our sins. Amen. This is, we're talking about the messenger of the covenant here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, now, because Adam sinned, and as a result, every single person in the world inherited the sin nature and alienation from God mm-hmm. and death. Yes. Separation from God eternal. It took, it took a man to, re, re, to change this terrible situation. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the messenger of the covenant. Yeah. Completely God, but completely man. Mm-hmm. He fulfilled all the obligations of God in complete obedience. God told Adam only one thing. Don't eat from that tree. Yeah. And Adam did. Mm-hmm. Well, God uh, had his perfect law. You can't find a single thing wrong with God's law. Amen. It is perfect in every respect. But nobody could keep it. Mm-hmm. In fact, in, uh, this has come to my mind in Acts 15, when they're having a, Jer- a council in Jerusalem about all these Gentiles, what should you have them do? And they made the comment that, well, should they keep the law? Well, uh, I don't want to misquote this. It's in Acts 15. This is very important. I haven't read this in the last couple of days, so uh, basically it says that nobody could keep this. I guess I shouldn't have followed this rabbit trail. I'm just going to say that requiring Gentiles to keep a law that even Jews couldn't keep. You know, if if you're going to follow Christ, did you have to keep all the all the regulations of the law? And basically, the essence of this is that not even the Jews could keep it, so why are you going to force it on the Gentiles? And I'm sorry I can't quote it correctly. I'll need to read that later. But I'm going to tell you, God's law is perfect, but nobody could keep it. In fact, if you read what it says in Romans, the more you learn about the law, the more it makes you sin. I mean, it brings up this... uh, Talking about sin makes people want to do sin. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. And you, you read through the, if you read through the law, it, it doesn't make people more righteous. It just points out their faults. You can't keep that. So therefore you're judged as a sinner and God's wrath is upon you. That's what the law does. Mm-hmm. But if you could keep it, then you get all the blessings. Yeah. Well, Jesus did keep it. Amen. That is how he was able to be the, yeah. to be the covenant. Yeah. The messenger of the covenant became the covenant. Mm-hmm. So now to be in this covenant, it's by faith, the same faith that Abraham had. Yeah. In fact, this is the same covenant that Abraham was given. Mm-hmm. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. Oh, by the way, that curse of the law, yeah. it's been done away with. That's right. Amen. In Galatians chapter 3, yeah. verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us yeah. from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Yeah. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hanged on a tree. Yeah. All those curses in Deuteronomy 28, uh-huh. 
God put them on Jesus. Yes. He Amen. took the curse away. Amen. There's no more curses. You look at the covenant with Abram. Yeah. It was only promises. Mm -hmm. God said, I'll do this. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is the, the blessing of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Verse 14. Mm -hmm. Christ is, was made a curse. Mm -hmm. Now, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles yeah. through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Yes. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be a, but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Mm -hmm. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Mm -hmm. I notice Paul's being very technical here. He saith not, and to seeds, uh -huh. as of many, but as of one, mm -hmm. and to thy seed, which is Christ. Now we're talking about the messenger of the covenant here, Christ. Christ. Uh -huh. He is the seed. Yeah. Now, all these promises that were made to Abraham yes. were fulfilled. Amen. Verse 17, this I say, that the covenant, which was confirmed before of God in Christ, mm -hmm. the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul. So the law, yeah. God made this covenant with Abraham, yeah. which is actually the new covenant that we are under. That's right, yeah. I couldn't see this till about a year and a half ago, and I thank you for all the... The people here in the fellowship, they helped me to see this. Mm -hmm. God made the promises to Abraham. That is the covenant we're under. It's a covenant of promises yeah. and blessing. Christ took all the curse. He, Christ was obedient to this. Yes. And that law that came from Moses can't get rid of this covenant that was God made to Abraham, right. which is the covenant we're under. Yeah. There's uh, so much to see on here, but if, if you are in Christ mm -hmm. through faith, mm -hmm. if you have put on Christ, mm -hmm. you have entered into this covenant. Yes. Amen. And there are no curses in it. Yeah. Yeah. I just urge you all to be careful to be, to know that you're in the covenant. Mm -hmm. I'll just uh, speak for just a bit. It is uh, very tempting to get caught up in, uh, shall we say, soulish pleasures, even religious mm -hmm. soulish pleasures, things that are pleasing to the flesh. And it can be so that people are so caught up with doing church things, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, people go to great lengths to do uh, artwork and mm -hmm. decorations and special clothes for people to wear, and processions, and lighting of candles, and all this thing, which is very pleasing to the eye and the senses. I mean, you can you can smell the incense, you can you can hear this beautiful music and the singing, and you can see all the people wearing their beautiful robes and clothes, and they have a special all these special things, which is not any profit to this mm -hmm. to our spirit. That's the danger. Yeah. And the question is, are you in the new covenant? Because this new covenant isn't based on external yeah. things. Uh -huh. I'm glad we have this building and this pulpit mm -hmm. and the piano and the mm -hmm. chairs for people to sit. But this is just a, a vehicle, a tool to preach God's word. Yeah. Now you can get sidetracked and focus on all the external things. Yeah. And I fear that's what a lot of, a lot of uh, churches are doing. Mm -hmm. If you bring the essence of Christianity down to it, it's, are you in Christ or not? Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
If you're not in Christ, then you're not in the covenant. Yeah, that's right. And people uh, may fool themselves there in the covenant. Mm-hmm. By the way, I myself fooled myself for many, many years that I was a follower of the new covenant, a follower of the Christ, of the messenger of the new covenant. But I was not. I said I was, but I wasn't. I want to go back to Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. And I want to point out to you, it says, The Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Mm-hmm. Now this Lord would, of course, we have the Lord of hosts and the, the Lord. Now, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about the, uh, the fact that Jesus is our Lord and Master. Yeah, exactly. Jesus made these comments that if... Uh, I got conf- <laughs> so many notes over here. Let's see if I can find it on this page. Well, I, w- I guess I won't quote those to you. Here we go. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, The disciple mm-hmm. is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. Now that's the, the word Lord here uh-huh. in Malachi 3.1, the Lord. Mm-hmm. Jesus is our Lord and our master. We are not above him. Let me read this. Matthew 10, 24. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master, and the servant as his Lord. If we're in the new covenant, I'm a servant of the Lord. Yes. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? So just tell you, don't be surprised if people call you nasty names and persecute you. Amen. At the Last Supper, here's what Jesus said to his disciples. John chapter 13, verse 13. Mm-hmm. Now they had made plans for the Passover meal. Mm-hmm. And they forgot to get somebody to wash the feet. It was just a customary thing. You have a feast, you get people there, and they got uh, sandals and dusty roads, and you got stinky, smelly feet. And they forgot to get somebody to do that, and none of the disciples were going to do that. Well, they kind of like saying they're above that. And Jesus got down, and he stripped his outer garments off, girded on the towel, and he washed their feet. And here's what he said, John 13, verse 13 to 14. Ye call me Master and Lord, and say ye say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash another's, one another's feet. Amen. He's our example as Master and Lord and owner. I remind you that he has purchased us. We are not our own. We've been bought with a price. Now, the price that was paid, more precious than gold and silver. Yes. More precious than anything you could imagine. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. This entering into the covenant is through faith. The same faith that Abraham had. Yeah. Faith and obedience. I don't think you can separate the two. I would say that if a person says that you call Jesus Lord, then you ought to do what he says. Mm-hmm. I speak that to myself, too. Amen. I remind you what Jesus said in... He said, it, many will say to me in that day... Lord, Lord, mm-hmm. have we not prophesied in the name? 
and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. Matthew seven twenty one. Mm-hmm. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. It's entirely by faith. Amen. Our obedience shows our faith. Yes. And you can't put, well, that is obedience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all obedience. Yeah. I'm, I'm preaching faith. I'm not preaching works. Yeah. Amen. But if we're, Amen. if we're, if Jesus is our Lord, then I choose to do what he said. Yes. By the way, entering into the new covenant is by faith. Yes. We take you to uh, Acts. Chapter 16. Verse 31. This is when Paul and Silas were in jail in the middle of the night, and there was an earthquake. And they were singing praises to God, and an earthquake came, and the jailer was going to kill himself because if if they had escaped, he would be put to death. He'd rather do it himself than be tortured violently. Verse 28, Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. He called for a light, and sprang in, and came trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Mm-hmm. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved yeah. in thy house. Amen. Amen. They were entering into this new covenant. Yes. The message of the the message of the mm-hmm. messenger of the covenant. That's right. Jesus was an ambassador sent from God. In first John chapter four, verse fourteen. This is kind of like Jesus' mission statement. We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. As the messenger of the covenant, Jesus was sent to be the Savior of the world. Go down to verse... I've lost it. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, God sent Jesus. Yes. That's why in Hebrews chapter 3, 1, he's called the apostle yeah. uh-huh. and high priest of our profession. The, he's the apostle. He was the one that was sent from God. Uh-huh. And what it was, was in uh, God was in Christ, mm-hmm. reconciling the world to himself. Amen. This situation that had started in the Garden of Eden when Adam broke God's commandment and sinned. And then God kicked him out of the garden, and the world became exceedingly wicked. He destroyed the world with a flood and started over with Noah, who was a righteous man. He made a covenant with Moses and the Israelites, which they broke. And the entire world, both Jew and Gentile, was under alienation from God, under God's wrath. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 18, all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. 
Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. This messenger of the covenant we read about in Malachi 3.1 came to reconcile the world back to God and bring Amen. peace. Yes. That's the God we serve. Yes. And we have that same message of reconciliation. Yes. Amen. I'm going to go through briefly a, mm-hmm. just a list of things that we have uh-huh. because of this messenger of the covenant and the covenant that he instituted. In the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. he has given us the victory. Yes. He has given us his gospel mm-hmm. to preach. And we, the message is we preach Christ Jesus yes. as Lord. Amen. He became poor that we might be rich. Yes. That's all associated with him being the Lord. Mm-hmm. We glory in the cross of Christ, mm-hmm. our Lord. Mm-hmm. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. It was the eternal purpose of God to demonstrate the wisdom of God in Christ. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, we have boldness and confidence through faith in Him. We give thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with the brethren because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of Him, I can count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord. Mm-hmm. It is His Word that we let dwell in us richly. Amen. Because He is the Lord, mm-hmm. the entire world is against Him. Mm-hmm. The heathen have raged against Him. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop Jesus from being the Lord of all. Amen. He is the one who saves us. He gives us grace and peace. Mm-hmm. Peace with God and peace with our fellow man. He's the one who justifies us by faith in Him. He's the one that gives us the atonement. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about the messenger of the covenant here. Mm -hmm. He's the one that gives us righteousness and eternal life. He's the one that has made us alive to God and dead to sin. He's the one that gives us a free gift of eternal life. And nothing can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. We put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus Christ is not just the Lord of the living, but of the dead also. The Lord Jesus Christ died, rose, and revived, that he might be the Lord both of the dead and the living. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is the God of peace, he will soon crush Satan Mm -hmm. under our feet. He's the one that gives us the victory. Mm -hmm. He's the one that sanctifies us and calls us to be saints. It is his name that we are to call upon to be saved. Mm -hmm. He's the one that's coming back to receive us unto himself. He is the one that can confirm us to the end that we might be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he's the one that makes it possible to have fellowship with God and we are in fellowship with him. He gives us his mind so we can think his thoughts. And he is the one that has set us free from sin and death. I leave you with these considerations of the messenger of the covenant, Jesus Christ. And I ask you to consider... Are you in this covenant? Yeah. Amen. Thank you.